Are you a non-native English-speaking entrepreneur who wants to take your business to the next level? Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, if only I could speak the language better, I would be a lot further along? When I first came to Germany from California and started my own business, I asked myself the very same question. The common thing that stands in the way of us improving our skills in our business and language communication is fear. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's possible for you to improve your English and grow your business at the same time. I've created a method that is not only fast and efficient, brain-friendly and fun, but will also connect you with other like-minded entrepreneurs at the same time. It's a win-win situation. I'm Sharon Kuster, and this is English for Entrepreneurs. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Rachel Paling and Neurolanguage Coaching. Today in episode three, I'll be talking with Mara Forrester about the challenges of creating her dream business while managing the role of a busy parent. My guest today is a psychologist, entrepreneur, speaker, busy mom of two, and the creator of Mara Forster Online Mentoring and Coaching, coming to us from Frankfurt, Germany. Welcome, Mara. Hello, Sharon. Thanks for having me. Good How are morning. you doing today? Wonderful. The sun is shining and uh, it's a new beginning, new week, so everything's good. <laughs> That's, that is a good start, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Could you give us a little summary about how you decided to transition from your counseling practice to your business online? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I, after my two children, thought about what is there more to this life? Because I had done coaching, consulting, training, psychotherapy for over a decade. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, and if if I perhaps want to reach some more goals in life, like buying a house, what do I have to do? do and do I, what do I want to do? Do I want to sit more in that, uh, my therapy, psychotherapy chair? Because I had given up on, on, on consulting uh, because of my children. So oh, that okay. was, yeah, so that was Time the question wise. there. Yes, mm -hmm. because it's, it was just, I just I couldn't go um, to work for a whole day because of my uh, my my husband's profession so that was not possible at the time and i thought so what would it be like sit sit more on that chair for psychotherapy <laughs> and i thought wow i think i'll get depressed straight away mm -hmm. or um do i want to do that for the next 30 years no not only that mm -hmm. so i decided to keep my psychotherapy patients that i had at that time i still have a few um, because I, I thought I love them. I, want, I don't want to just quit that work because I think in the long, long run, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But I did, what I did is I looked around. I found an online course um, named the Knowledge Broker Blueprint uh, where I got a lot of tools for myself first. Mm -hmm. So to change my mindset and um, really take myself seriously in the dream I have. So I already implemented that in my psychotherapy, which was super great. And mm -hmm. I had a lot of success with that. And I thought, okay, this is, this is going in the right direction. That's and, amazing. And How has the transition changed your life and your business? You mean my everyday life? Yeah, like mm -hmm. your life 
Yeah, also. Both mm-hmm. your business life and your personal life. I have to say, at first, I, we will talk about the struggles later, right? <laughs> yeah, at, exactly. At, at first, <laughs> the challenges. <laughs> yes. yes. At first, it was perfect. Because taking myself seriously was something I have never actually did before. Mm-hmm. Except for a few points, and uh, like wanting to start a family and and a few others, but um, that was new to me, and and I really practiced that. And like I said, I want to keep the patience, but I also want to start an online mentoring and coaching business. So that was perfect in sense of I did what I wanted the whole day. Okay. You know, I had my patience. I worked on my online on the, all the preparation of my online business. I um, collected my kids at three in the afternoon from daycare. Mm -hmm. I spent the time there and then I spent the evening with my husband. So it was like, that was my perfect life. Wow. And your children are quite young, aren't they? Yes. Two and a half and four and a half. Two and a half and four and a half. That Mm -hmm. will keep you busy for sure. Yes, really. (laughs) So I have uninterrupted time when they're around for like two or three minutes max. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not a long time. No. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes. So I um, am born, I was born in Munich, Germany. My ah. father is a Filipino mm-hmm. and my mother is German. Mm-hmm. And um, I was raised in beautiful Bavaria and mm-hmm. uh, then went to boarding school when I was five and a half to Switzerland. Mm-hmm where I already had the chance to learn more English, which was super nice. And um, then came back for school here in, in or actually in Bavaria, and then uh, go, go, went back for my high school diploma um, mm-hmm. to Switzerland. How many years were you in Switzerland? So it, uh, seven in total. Seven, okay. Mm-hmm. Did, did you enjoy that time? Oh, yes. I really did. It, it is like... Living in boarding school is you have your friends around, you just knock at the door, you don't, you know, you don't have to like arrange like meetups and then your parents drive you there or something, you know, you just, you just after we had kind of like study quiet time, but then we just could go out and knock on someone else's door, go outside. So we lived together in a house when I was small. Uh, that with a big like garden. It actually was a park attached to the to the big house, <laughs> so that was a great time. And also um, later in teenage years, um, it was so comfortable to have your people around. I mean, there were also a lot of challenges later. You know, like puberty hitting, mm-hmm. but um, mostly it was really really nice to have the, your people around. I bet. So you spoke a lot of English there in at the school, at boarding yes. school. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So we had there all the nationalities were there. I think. <laughs> How was that for you? I loved it. I I really loved the the diversity. Mm-hmm. I mean that that might sound a bit like mm-hmm, everybody says that, but I mean I had it right. I I grew up with it. So I had a friend who was. Uh, he was an Indian boy, oh. and and um, I had friends from Colombia, and mm-hmm. I thought 
for me, it was really exciting. I don't, I didn't have a concept about it with five and a half, of course. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't think like, oh, they're from, they come from, they're from another ethical background, and now I have all these diverse friends. You know, that wasn't yeah. a concept there, but I was just enjoying it, um, having so many, so many people around that were so interesting and so uh, different. Absolutely, yeah. and multi-culty. Yes, totally. <laughs> so, so you ended up leaving there and going into the German school system to finish your high school. Is that right? Yes, it was. So, in in an elementary school, it was a like the Swiss section they called it. Mm-hmm. So that was um, Swiss schooling. And then I went back to Germany for fifth to tenth grade in a German uh, gymnasium, so like high school. How was um, that to transition from the boarding how, school to German school? Hmm. <laughs> Education-wise, it was a, a lot harder mm-hmm. because um, my first lang- foreign language was Latin. Ah, okay. <laughs> and um, and then I think English with that, or later even. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. And then a bit of Spanish, and so that yeah, you know, on the sporting school was um, the elementary school was first second third and fourth grade all together eight okay. people eight people eight people very mm-hmm. small yeah eight, eight wonderful mm-hmm. so that was very individual and yeah. i remember my teacher i mean she could really uh school children individually so there were there was some time where she could just divide you know the the task to everyone and i felt really like well fed i mean my brain felt well fed and brain friendly yes (laughs) totally and then it was uh quite challenging uh going back to like i don't know how many people were there like 25 students in a class right sometimes more these days Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think it was 25 when i got there so it it was a challenge socially it was it was a challenge academically and um things started like comparing yourself to others in grades and stuff and then also you know yes sometimes then the hormones come up and so (laughs) puberty the teenage hormones that's right that's right how old were you when you came back to germany to the school Mm, i 10 10 fifth grade yeah, fifth grade. Okay. Wow. And then you went through the system, finished your abitur, your high school degree? That I did in Switzerland again. So um, my family situation was kind of struggling. It was kind of, um, how do you say, hard. And mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to boarding school. Ah, okay. I didn't enjoy very much at that time living with my mother. Okay. And I wanted to go back to boarding school. I was like, is it, it, it was kind of the same, like I had after my children, like, okay, do I want to finish this here in that family circumstances and this school? I can't imagine without going back there, actually. And then uh, we asked whether I could go back. And I had a scholarship for the first four years. Oh. And, and this is a private school in Switzerland, and mm-hmm. my mother couldn't afford that. Mm-hmm. So we asked under uh, what conditions I could come back for the last three years until I do my abitur there. Mm-hmm. And they said I would have to uh, reach a certain average in, in my grades. Okay. And then I worked my behind off mm-hmm. and I managed. 
That's amazing. What, what a story. <laughs> and I, get, I went back to Switzerland. Did you get yeah. a full scholarship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congratulations on yeah, that. That's you. a rarity. That's wonderful. Wow. I think I, think I saved my, saved, uh, my family like a million Deutschmarks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All in all. That was, wow. I calculated that once and was like, wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's, it is a lot of money and it's such an indicator of how, how you create your future. I mean, you decided that you wanted to go back there and finish yeah. and you, you created mm-hmm. a way to make that happen. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. I really Excellent. wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> so with all of those languages you have, oh, well then after that you went to university. Is that right? Yes. I went to university and um, afterwards I was super unsure what to do actually. <laughs> I yeah. was, I was the, through my whole sci, uh, psychology studies, every mm-hmm. like semester break, I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and, and, and it was like, I think it was until the end. And then I did an internship in HR mm-hmm. after my uh, psychology diploma. Corporate. To, to, mm-hmm. Yes, to find out more. And at Lufthansa Cargo, that was. Mm-hmm. So aviation and ah. HR there. Because, uh, yeah, I always loved aeroplanes. Mm-hmm. So uh, in that internship, I thought, hmm, that doesn't really feel, feel right because just anyone could do the job I do there. Okay. And then I met a pilot, a lady pilot. Oh. Um, and then I thought I wanted to be a pilot. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you since you love airplanes. I thought yes. that would be a great job for you. Yes. Wow. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm actually, to be honest, really tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So um, um, I just declined because I knew that um, I am more of a, I like my own bed. Ah, person. okay. And, um, and, and flying around and always being ho- in hotels was just not the kind of daily life I wanted. But right. otherwise, like the tech stuff, I'd love to do that. That's amazing. Did you actually go to pilot school? No, no, no. Okay. I, before I thought, okay, you, I have to think about the, my daily life. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I also declined some ideas I had regarding other um, professions, like mm-hmm. being a dentist. That was also of interest for me, but then I thought, no, I don't like this everyday life, so I'm just going to not do that. So you selected what you wanted to do. Yeah. Had you done much traveling before, internationally? No. The pilot opportunity came up? No, no, I haven't. Okay. I mean, I felt like well-traveled with all the people around from everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> international people everywhere yeah. in your school. That was yeah. incredible. Uh-huh. But so you went to university in Germany. Mm-hmm. Which, which one did you go to? In Gießen, which is the Justus Liebig Universität, it's called. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. And what languages do you, do you use in your business today? In my business, I use, I mean, in the first business, the psychotherapy practice, um, and also I do coaching here a bit, is German. And, but English is my favorite actually my favorite language I love to do that stuff in English I don't know actually actually why but uh and and uh, two days ago I sat there and did my meditation and I saw oh even my favorite meditation booklet is in English I just love English well what's that booklet (laughs) called oh I have I'm a Buddhist and Uh uh, we have like a series of meditation 
in, in the line of Tibetan Buddhism I do. So this is the eighth karma per meditation. So okay. it, is, it is focusing on, um, on a teacher, which represents the uh, Buddha in sense of the qualities of your mind. It is not like worshiping a God. It is more like you focus on the quality of your mind, all the qualities. And uh, this meditation on a Lama, what is, you know, that term was probably a, a spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. The teacher is representing the teachings and uh, the ones accompanying you and also the Buddha, meaning the qualities of your mind. Wow. So actually, this is like a practice to what we call in this personal growth area, like your highest self or your true self or whatever you like to call Divine, it. Divine, all mm -hmm. of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is meditation part of your daily practice? Yes. Wonderful. Since 20 years. Good. And, and you can fit that in. Does that take, how long does that take you to meditate when you do I, I get up early. Mm -hmm. So um, at around five to do my meditation in the morning and then it takes... I, I mean, I can vary that. So mm -hmm. from 10 to 20 minutes, I do it. Excellent. Very good. Do you have a fitness program that you do as well? Um, yes, I mostly do a kind of meditation that has movement inside also. Mm -hmm. So I do a combination mostly. And you dance. <laughs> and, I, and I love to dance. You're right? a great if dancer. You, yeah, if you see my, see my Facebook profile, which is public, you can see that. <laughs> Yeah, I do see you dancing. That's that's a, that's a really uplifting. All our view, all our listeners should definitely check you out. <laughs> Mara, could you share one of the biggest challenges you've had to face in juggling family and your business life? Yes, for sure. So I think regarding this balance of family and business, it is mostly the okay. You, I want to pursue my dreams, also to be a good example for my kids. Mm -hmm. because that was the thing that really got me pursuing my dream. Like I cannot demand of my children to live their dreams, but I am settling for what I have. So, mm -hmm. so that on the, on the one hand and on the, on the other hand, still um, having quality time with them. So the, the biggest challenge is to keep my work boundaries so I don't overpace and then I'm tired and then I cannot be there for them as much as I want. Mm -hmm. Because actually I want to spend more time with my family and not less. Mm -hmm. So this is the biggest challenge to really dive into your dream, into my dream, but then also keep my work boundaries and um, go home and have my rest and have quality time with my family. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I mean, you basically answered my next question, which was, what would be the best advice you could give other mothers or parents who have or want to start their own business to maximize their energy and their mm. time with their children and also to pay the attention to their business that they mm. want to do? Yeah, I think the, this is the boundaries, but it's also, it is also the, t the time you need for yourself. So that at first sometimes sounds like more time you need, but actually it saves you so much time. So what I, for example, do is minimal journaling in the evening mm -hmm. to, to get um, my day wrapped up. So I my minimal journaling is I journal wins, learnings, and conclusions. Mm -hmm. And then I sleep very much better because, mm -hmm. you know, I had a wrap up. There are not, no bad days anymore mm -hmm. because there are only days where you learned a lot. And um, you just have a wrap up and then 
then when you go to bed, you don't have too many thoughts. We just put it into some boxes in, in, in this sense, positive boxes, you know, mm -hmm. and you, you put it there and you know, okay, I have a wrap up and I looked um, over the schedule for the next day. So I, I'm sure that when I open this journal next morning, everything's there. I can just sleep better. I can have my focus totally on my kids and don't have to think about business any anymore. And then and in the rehash morning, things, go over them yeah, several yeah, times. That's incredible. Yeah. Great and idea. Then, yes. And then in the morning, have some time for yourself to have a functional morning routine where you align with your values and energize. So you have, so you have that fuel in your tank that you need for, for pushing through. Yeah. Really great idea with the journaling. How long have you been doing that? Mm, I think. I started also last year and it needed, I needed some time to find out my perfect journaling mode mm -hmm. so that it really serves me. And it's not like, okay, I have to use this, uh, this particular journal because you find a lot of journals on the market that already have questions in them to structure your journaling. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, I think I needed like half a year to, um, to find out what the best mode for me is. Create your own. Yes, actually, I do have, uh, I do use um, Brennan Bouchard's High Performance Planner. Oh, you do? Great mm -hmm. to know. Mm -hmm. Yes. In the beginning, I thought, really, Brendan, are you, <laughs> are you crazy? This is like writing a book every day. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you write it in German or English? I write it in English. Excellent. It is only, yeah, it is only available in English, and I write it in English. Okay. And, um, I don't know if you know that, but this is, this is like a coaching session in the morning and a coaching session in the evening. And of course, at first you need a lot of time for that, mm -hmm. but, but slowly you, you get into it and then it doesn't take so much time anymore. And most of the people like I did also, and I recommended it to my clients um, and they're also really successful with that. So most of people start with evening because that's, you know, this is most important. And mm -hmm. then they do morning and then they do weekly review. So you, you kind of grow into a system, right? Yeah. It is, doesn't make any sense to demand of yourself to just fill in all those blank spots at once, but like mm -hmm. raise your standards bit by bit, I would say. Over time. Yeah. Sounds like you've had some great results from that method too. Oh, yes. Especially in Corona times, mm -hmm. I, I could adjust really fast. Mm -hmm. I think it took me four days to adjust. Because I had to put, uh, um, transfer my, my psychotherapy practice into online practice. Right. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it took me not so much time to get adjusted also with the new family situation and the new business situation. It was such a lot of work. But with this wins, learnings, conclusions, like what do I really want? What is, what is not feeling right? Okay, what can I learn from this? What I conclusions and sense of okay what will i try to do uh differently tomorrow mm -hmm. that i was a i was able to adjust so fast that's that was wonderful really, really good yeah so mara who is your ideal client for your business your online business yeah my ideal client is um her name is jill mm -hmm. her name is jill and her name An is avatar jill. Yes, she, li she lives in the Midwest mm -hmm. and has a photography business, mm -hmm. uh, which she wants to scale. Mm -hmm. Oh, she needs to, actually, she needs to scale because she's a very heart-centered person and there are so many requests. Yes, and she is struggling with 
finding a system of how to scale her business. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a business strategist, but, but I, but I'm a coach and mentor regarding everything around that. So how mm -hmm. you your routines, that's what I already talked about, the morning routine, wrap up your workday routine, your nighttime routine, and also the mindset. That's great. It. Fantastic. So how does Jill find you? The Jills. <laughs> how do they <laughs> the, find you? The Jills find me in several um, Facebook groups and where I post and I also comment and just give genuine help to people mm -hmm. and then they find me on my Facebook profile and I also have a business page of course but you connect can connect with me on my personal profile because this is where people want to connect they want yes. to connect with a person and not with a business absolutely so so my profile is public and you can meet me there and also in my group which is called success at heart ah great success mm -hmm. at heart perfect they could find you there yeah Mara, our listeners are very interested in hearing about goals and challenges successful mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and business people face in their businesses. With all the success that you've achieved, what is your biggest challenge now? My biggest challenge now, I think the biggest challenge always is inner obstacles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and, and, and you're always encountering new ones. So at the moment, it is for me to find the, the balance of my energy, actually. Okay. And, um, but also in the business itself, it is, uh, how could I say that? I think the, what do I really want? Mm -hmm. And go stick with a plan, stick to a plan. Okay. Because what, what people tend to do, and was what I also uh, stumbled uh, over is, um, and struggled with, is this, okay, this is not working right. I'm going to try something else. Mm -hmm. Instead of sticking to the plan and finding out exactly what, why something is not working in the, at first mm -hmm. and afterwards pivot or just change your plan, but not just change your plan because something is not working out. Okay. Try new things around it. Yes. I mean, is this like buying a new online course mm -hmm. or, you know, things you uh, you mostly do because something is not working and you're dissatisfied. So okay. this is what I did. And then I came back to, okay, let's, let's go back to basics. What okay. do I really want? What I, what do I want to achieve with my business and what is important for me on an everyday basis? Because this is where you live. You don't live in your goals, right? You live every day. Yes. So, very true. Very true. <laughs> so it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to just overpace all the time mm -hmm. uh, every day. And then just finding yourself, yourself exhausted and burn out. Right. And, and, and you, you, you won't have every, anything of your achievements out of your achievements, right? So. That's right. That's right. And being flexible, remaining mm -hmm. flexible in your business. Yeah. Yeah. What are you currently doing to attract more business for yourself? I am creating videos and do Facebook Live. So I have this group, Success at Heart. I, that's already what I uh, told you, like offering help to people in other Facebook groups. This is what mm -hmm. I do. And I also wanted to want to start a podcast, uh, Success at Heart, where mm -hmm. I want to interview people that have encountered that challenge in life. They were so successful already, but then they realized like, okay, this is not going anywhere in, sense of my, uh, in terms of my fulfillment. 
So mm-hmm. they'd be really happy with that. And then, and then they pivoted. I already know a lot of these people, so I would love to interview them. And I think this is just great for people because this is what oh. we really struggle with, I think. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, we, that's true. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us that I didn't ask you today? Mm, not that I could think of at the moment. <laughs> wow, this has been amazing. I've, I've learned, or we have learned so much about you today. You've Thank got you. a fascinating background. You've got a fascinating business and you've got a great future ahead. Thank you. So now you say that, I have one last thing. Can I yes, add that? Yes, of course, you so, can. So you know what, what um, is really my mission and what I love to have people to hear is that you should always, you should always go with your want and not your should. So it is, it is always good to have, when you start a business, you grow a business, you scale a business, always look at what you want and not search for the shoulds and the I'm supposed to and stuff because this will just not lead to your fulfillment. Powerful I, advice. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Wow. That's something that is so important, isn't it? Yeah. To, to be fulfilled, to do what we really feel inside and what we want to do. Mm-hmm. It's yes. really and, great. And I think people tend to forget it because we're, we're just raised another way mm-hmm. you know, to, to uh, like obey rules or, or go with some strategy. And then we forget what we want in the end. And we all want to be happy and, yes. and, and avoid suffering in, in some kind of sense. And then happiness means different things to different people but still it is this state of like joy happiness you know that's what we all want and but we but we forget on the way that this is actually what we want and then we're losing it at some time some point and Mm -hmm. very disappointed burned out sick ill in the illness or whatever yes and other people's expectations right yes and that and so i would just love humanity to avoid that wonderful (laughs) and and be happy and joyful instead with uh, either what they have but also when they want to pursue a dream not to forget that this is what you actually uh, are after Mm -hmm. excellent what a way to end wow (laughs) Um, excellent advice today is there somewhere we can send our listeners to learn more about you mara Yes, of course. You can send um, the listeners to my Facebook business page where you can also find the email. You can um, send them to my profile. So Mara Forrester, it is on every platform, actually. Okay. <laughs> you can even find me on TikTok. Great. TikTok. Dan- dancing. <laughs> Perfect. So I do, a, I do a dancing and, and uh, I'm also coaching and mentoring like all in one in my TikTok. So um, you can find me anywhere under Mara Forrester and Mara is with an H in the end, in, at the end. So that's people the will find you. Yes. And can see you dancing and, your, and do your coaching. Yes. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maya. It was such a pleasure to have you today. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you'll come back and join me again soon. Yes, I love that. Thanks for having me, Sharon. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me. And please don't forget to download, review, and subscribe. Next week, my guests will be Celia Polkinghorn and Jason Hyder, 
all the way from Osaka, Japan. They will be sharing their entrepreneurial journey and how they evolved their online business into success. Hey, thank you for joining us this week on English for Entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to visit iTunes and like and subscribe. And please tell your friends all about it too. Stay tuned next week for more fun and valuable tips on improving your English for business.